No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where David gives a great offering for the temple and asks others to do the same. This becomes a time of great celebration. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Chronicles chapter 29 on Simply the Bible. One day we will all pass from this life, and then who will get what we have laid up? What will we have after we die? Will there be anything waiting for us where we're going? The answers to these questions depend on what we do now with what we've been given by God. You see, we each have been given a portion of time, talent, and treasure. What are we doing with it? Are we investing it in the eternal or spending it all on the temporal? At the end of his life, David left a great example of how to best invest what we receive in this life. Now, David had gathered all the leaders of Israel along with his son Solomon to prepare everyone to build the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem. We continue today in 1 Chronicles chapter 29. King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen, is young and inexperienced, and the work is great because the temple is not for man, but for the Lord God. Now for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might gold for things to be made of gold, silver for things of silver, bronze for things of bronze, iron for things of iron, wood for things of wood, onyx stones, stones to be set, glistening stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones and marble slabs in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver, 3,000 talents of gold, of the gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver, to overlay the walls of the houses, the gold for things of gold and the silver for things of silver, and for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen. Who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? Now, David begins here addressing the entire assembly with concern for his son because he knew that Solomon was young and inexperienced and David wanted to make sure that Solomon had everything he needed, including the support of the people, to build this temple. Then he expressed here his great devotion for the house of the Lord. Now, David wrote in Psalm 69.9, Zeal for your house has eaten me up. And so David prepared with all of his might for the house of God because of his great zeal for it. Now, David had already given a great amount of wealth to supply the materials for the building of the temple. According to chapter 22 from the spoils of battle, David devoted 3,750 tons of gold and 37,500 tons of silver. Now he added to this from his own wealth 110 tons of gold and 260 tons of silver. 
In addition, he gave bronze, iron, wood, marble, and various precious stones. There was no fund drive, no capital campaign, no high-pressure solicitations. David gave willingly, cheerfully, and generously because he set his affection on the house of God. Now, what captures our affection? You see, the heart is the seat of our affections. Either we give our affection to the Lord, or something else or someone else will capture it. Then David asked the question, Who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? Now, the Hebrew word for consecration spoke of when the priests would have their hands filled with the work of the Lord. But here David is saying, who is willing to consecrate himself to the Lord? In other words, who is willing to give himself completely to the Lord and follow me in this zeal that I have for the house of God? Now, I can't come across that word consecration without thinking of my grandmother, who I called Nana. I remember one day she told me, Daryl, it's all about consecration. Now, she gave me a wonderful example because she worked in her Sunday school for 40 years. And she began an afternoon Sunday school where she convinced her church to buy a number of buses, employed a number of bus drivers, and transported close to 300 children from the low-income district of Portland, Oregon, for this afternoon Sunday school that her and her, my grandfather taught for many years. And there were many, many children that came to know Christ through that ministry. Now, that's the kind of heritage I have. And she prayed for me. And I think I'm still uh, living off of her prayers. Her life to me was truly a life that was consecrated, that is given over to the Lord for his work. So the leaders of the father's houses, leaders of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and of hundreds with the officers over the king's work offered willingly. They gave for the work of the house of God 5,000 talents and 10,000 darics of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and 100,000 talents of iron. And whoever had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the house of the Lord into the hand of Jehiel the Gershonite. Now, a talent was about 75 pounds. So the leaders of Israel followed David's example and they contributed what works out to be 190 tons of gold, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, 3,750 tons of iron, and precious stones. You can see that they followed David's example because David really was a good leader. He led by example. He was a pull leader, not a push leader. And they saw David's affection for the house of the Lord and they entered into the same spirit of giving. Then the people rejoiced for they had offered willingly because with a loyal heart they had offered willingly to the Lord and King David also rejoiced greatly. You know, that's the kind of giving that the Lord wants us to participate in, where we give willingly, loyally, faithfully, and joyfully. And the thing is, when you do give willingly and loyally, you will give joyfully. 
Paul said in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, So let each of us give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. It's because of this that it's so wrong for us to pressure people to give. If you pressure someone to give, then it robs them of their joy, the joy they would have in simply doing it freely and willingly as unto the Lord. Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you and of your own we have given you. For we are aliens and pilgrims before you, as were all our fathers, Our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. Now, this is truly a great prayer that David gives. It is the last prayer that we have of David in the scripture. He begins by just blessing the Lord. And what a wonderful thing it is that that we can even bless the Lord, as David did before the assembly of people. And then he said, yours is the kingdom. Really, he said, yours, O Lord, is is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty. All that is in heaven and earth is yours. You see, this is where we get from the Lord's prayer. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. It all belongs to God. He said, riches and honor come from you. You know, so many people strive to get rich or famous. But the reality is that riches and honor come from the Lord. And many times they're simply a byproduct from doing what God has said in his word. He said, you reign over all. It's so good for us to remember that, that God is ultimately the head over all. Yes, Satan is the God of this age, and there's a lot of evil things that are going on in the world today. But over and above all of this, God is still sovereign. He said, in your hand is power and might. I believe we need to keep this in mind, especially as we pray. It's so easy for us to get our minds fixated on our problems and become anxious over the things that we see. But we need to remember that when we go to prayer, God has all power to do all things. And then he said, we thank you and praise you. I think as David looked around and saw everything that God had blessed him with, his son Solomon, all of the people, all that they were able to give to this project, and just knowing that the house of the Lord would soon be built, he was just overwhelmed with gratitude. And then he said, but who are we that we should be able to do this? You know, David knew where he came from. He knew that he had just been a shepherd boy and God had just taken him from the sheep fields and brought him into this place of being the king of Israel. And now he and the people were able to give lavishly to the Lord, to the building of this temple. But he said, all things come from you and of your own we have given you. We've only given you, God, what already belongs to you. 
And that's the funny thing, you know. What can we give except what God has already given us? Our time, our talent, our treasure, whatever it is that we devote to the Lord, it already belongs to God anyway. But God delights when we give it to him anyway. (laughs) It just reminds me of when I will buy a candy bar for my grandson and then he'll turn around and give me a piece. He doesn't have to, but boy, it sure tastes good when he does that because it's just out of love. And David said, we are aliens and pilgrims before you. We're just passing through. We're sojourners in this world. And our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. You know, the one certain thing is we're all going to die. And our life is a vapor. We pass through this life so quickly. You know, there's a saying that there's only one life and that will soon pass. Only what's done for Christ is going to last. And you think about all that we have received from God, our time, our talent, our treasure, the way that we invest it now. Jesus said to invest it in those things above, lay up treasures above, using your time, your talent, and treasure to invest in eternity because that's what's going to last. And that's the sure thing. The stuff that we lay up in this life, Jesus said, thieves break in and steal. Moth eats it up. Rust corrodes it. Stock markets crash. Real estate values plummet. But the things that we give to the Lord will endure forever. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where David gives a final prayer and charge to Israel. These are his last words. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.